Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This brother running this buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the law on the vibe. Watch your step with flex and get a hold of your side. Swallow your pride, don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. With Artemis from the start of this, running the game. James West, taming the West. So remember the name. Now who you gonna call? Now who you gonna call? If you ever riff with people, one of us break out before you get bum rushed at the Wild Wild West. When I roll into the Wild Wild West. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Howdy. <laughs> so appropriate. I know, I know what I'm doing. If you go back and listen to all my openings, all my intros, they all make sense in the greater, grander scheme of things. No, they don't. I am You're quietly such a bullshitter. One of the most brilliant human beings that has ever walked the planet. Two 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 things on that. One, sure. Nothing about you is quiet. You don't even know how to whisper. I'm pretty quiet. You don't know how to whisper. You're not. You have the largest mouth. But I, I know how to be quiet. You don't know how to be quiet. You were moving earlier. I had to wait to push start on it's, this. It's the but, fucking mm-hmm. couch. It's not me. Mm-hmm. And you're not that fucking good. As much bravado as you like to have. I actually am. You are not. I am. Just waiting to see the payoff of this. It's going to be great. I'm not talking about the podcast. I'm talking about our marriage. Um, I've been waiting. Show me the receipts. I don't keep receipts. Yeah, I'm aware. That's why we're stuck together. Yes. What um, receipt would what receipt would please end this? That would be great. Know, I'm gonna take you back to Walmart. They don't need a receipt. You think I'd be sold out of Walmart? Yes, I'm Target. You're Walmart. <laughs> I think that's the most accurate thing I've ever said about our relationship ever, ever, ever. It's June 30th, 2021. The year is half over. Somehow. Some way. I don't know when that happened. If you're new every In the single... last six months. Seven Shut months. Shut the fuck up. What? That's legitimate. That's an actual answer to your, to your statement. Sometimes when you talk, it feels like the words coming out of your mouth don't know if they want to exit your mouth or not. Sometimes Number one, because talk... they're scared because of how large your mouth is. And number two, that makes sense because that's why you lost the reading challenge that does not exist anymore. Uh, because we're going to be watching The Marine in a few short weeks. The entire... Six film marine franchise. So I can, whoever's supposed to read this box, it doesn't matter anymore. We can just read it and can fuck it up and do whatever. Unless. No. We come up with another idea, which I'm going to propose when we go to read okay, this. Okay, go. Um, but if you're new, uh, besides the bickering back and forth that we do with one another because we're married, we watch random movies from our massive movie collection and then we talk about our lives and we have a, a good time, hopefully. And this is our first episode after our initial guest star Tope Adabanjo's two episode run hope you guys enjoyed if you're new from listening to this because you're friends with Tope or you found out the episode from him plugging it or promoting it across you know all the channels welcome we'll have uh what 
I probably promote this podcast more than Toby promotes this podcast. No, just the podcast. He doesn't promote it every week, but it's the podcast that he was on he can promote. I'm not asking Toby every single week, like, hey, go out and promote. Like, he doesn't work for us. Yeah, yes, yes, it's a podcast, so you should speak. But he, what avenues would he promote it on? I don't know. Well, number one, we're, we're recording this before the, the second episode is even aired, so I don't know. It's called a, a discord, a conversation that you're just introducing to the people as if things happen. We don't know. Just live in the fucking world that I'm building here, okay? Please. So welcome, if you're new. Uh, we hate each other's guts. I have fucking, we've not recorded for uh, a few weeks, three and weeks? it's been wonderful. It's been great. Uh, which is why we have, uh, I have three movies to discuss. Uh, you will have two, because two of the movies we watched together, but there's a third movie I watched on my own. Um, I guess I can start with that one, because I don't think I told you that I watched it. Because uh, I watched it at work on, on, like, the last slow day of work that I had, even though it still took me, like, four hours to watch an hour and a half movie. And also, I don't even really know if it constitutes as a movie. Uh, some people have considered it a movie. Most would say it's a, a stand-up special on Netflix. I don't know if you've heard about it or not, but it's uh, very, very popular and very, very present in the conversations of uh, 2021 thus far. I watched Bo Burnham Inside. Uh, <laughs> you, I thought that you hated Bo Burnham. I did. Why did you watch a stand-up special if you don't like it? Because through because Promising you... Young Woman and through uh, some of the reviews and feedback mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. got and received from mm-hmm. his directorial debut, Eighth Grade, which we have, which we'll watch someday mm-hmm. on the podcast, mm-hmm. and from hearing... On Reddit and a lot of the movie podcasts Reading and websites. On Reddit. You would have read it on Reddit. You wouldn't have heard it on Reddit. It was getting critically lauded as being mm. this masterpiece. I don't think I should have expected anything less from a. So I watched it. Ohioan. The LeBron, fuck does that mean? LeBron bandwagon fan. You're the same person who I'm going to stab LeBron, you in the fucking eye. When LeBron went to Miami, ripped up your jersey. Because the way he did it, and I'm so from Ohio. I was so happy when he came back. Like, nothing happened, bought a new one. You suck ass. I watched the movie because I like <laughs> good entertainment, and everyone's saying it was good entertainment. So I watched it, and it was great. It was fantastic. I had the conversation with uh, uh, the pod father, Rich Cambellucci, over... Uh, Facebook, clarifying what this Bo Burnham argument was many, many years ago back in college when he became popular, when he was like 15 years old, and we were fucking... Jealous as fuck. Eating macaroni and cheese five times a week because <laughs> we were in college and fucking broke. Um, and yeah, it was very much one person who I don't want to mention because his opinions suck and I don't like him, who was like, Bo Burnham's great. And it was all the people that actually knew what comedy was, like me and Rich and Rudy, that were like, nah, he's kind of not. And people change, and time tells, and he's adapted and evolved. And he's grown, yeah. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. I loved it. I literally uh, was listening to some of the songs today. It, I think it should constitute as a movie. Have you, do you even know about any of it at all, or no. what it is? So he filmed, uh, he hasn't performed live for several years. He was focusing on writing and directing mm-hmm. and acting and stuff. He hasn't done like stand-up or specials in quite some time. And he just uh, wrote 
edited, directed. It's literally just him in his, like, house, in in a room, basically, throughout the entire pandemic, writing songs and losing his mind. (laughs) And very much doing what everybody did in 2020, which was just try to survive. Right. Um, And yeah, there's some legitimately emotional moments and there's some legitimately hilarious moments. Uh, I would heavily encourage you to seek it out. Um, I dug the shit out of it. Did not think I was going to. I was like, okay, I want to be part of the conversation. I want to be able to speak on it if it comes up. And I was like, okay, I can. And I can say that... I thought it was great. So well, I, good. I'm glad. I watch I watch that and I look forward to what else he does in the future cuz oh. I think he's he's still younger than us. So Blech. uh by uh, by a, a well a fine margin. So we will see what Blech. happens with that. But the other two movies we did watch together, uh, the first one we watched I think about 2 weeks ago at this point, uh the much anticipated In the Heights. At this point the much unfortunately not maligned, but the the Everybody's box office prop, disappointment uh, yeah. in the Heights. This is a lot of controversy around it for whatever reason. I'm um, not going to get into any of that, but I was more so just very upset at the movie so significantly well. underperformed. Like this is looking to be a year end lock for Oscar it, nominations, I mean, and, they, and there and was already, a reason they delayed it a year. People have already basically forgotten about it. Um, we watched it. I thought it was great. You felt the same, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, I have some minor criticism. I mean, it's nothing like Hamilton in terms of my enjoyment for it. I just connect to it in a different way. But also... I agree. But also, I definitely can see and sense some repetition and some stylistic tropes in Lin-Manuel Miranda's writing and his, like, song structure through this. Um... Yeah, which was harder to handle because this obviously came out before Hamilton. It so, did. It but did. I, but it came I out before Hamilton. But I it was nominated for a Tony it. before Hamilton. It won, it won the Tony. Won before. the Tony yeah. before Hamilton, right? Like I get that, and I understand that. But everyone's got a style. I mean, even when you, you know, like that's his style. Of course, that's. But- I was expecting I, I a was little a, more, a little different. Well, I thought that it was also very different than Hamilton because it wasn't song straight through. It was. I don't know if the play. Is I think like the that play is the same. I don't. We. I have like the play soundtrack. I haven't really listened to it much. Um, but yeah. based on the length, I don't know. I, that's I mean, a good question. I'm I not think sure. I'm pretty sure that the stage production is similar. Similar to the probably, movie. Probably. Um. So I think that's part of it. You know, I. I don't know if that hurts it or not, but I. I, I did enjoy it. I'm yeah, I did enjoy. Really it co- connected to this particular type of. Latin culture as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar to what you find in South Florida. And you um, have many friends. And I have a lot of friends who are from the islands and from Washington Heights and everything like mm-hmm. that in New York. So um, I really connected with it. I dug it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And I thought a lot of the acting was really well done. Um, but I can't touch Hamilton. I, that's a phenomenon. And I think that that's unfortunate because Lima Miranda I think part of the disappointment of this is he had Hamilton then he did the music for Moana well he's doing everything and now. then I know but then he then it's like the slow decline because then he did like Mary Poppins I just I just think and that this you know it's it's him it's a story that he told much earlier on yeah, and he was I think much he's younger. grown and developed yes 
You know, Same as Bo Burnham. It's still, sure, it's still very, very good. Yeah, I still think it was good. Still enjoyed it. Still think it was good. You know, recommend it. Uh, the third movie we watched, we watched with Jillian uh, just this past weekend. We watched Luca. Oh, yeah. On Disney Plus. Jillian she, loved she it. She absolutely loved it. I loved. liked it. Definitely not on the top half of my Pixar What do you have against Italian people? List. <laughs> Nothing against Italian people. What do you have against Italian people, huh? Nothing, as long as they're not named Rich Camelucci. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I liked it. I, I, I found myself getting a little emotional at the end. Of course, I, I've made the joke before many times. I judge a Pixar movie by the fact, did I cry or not? This is the third straight Pixar movie where I did not cry. Onward and Soul, neither one got me. Yeah. Uh, both got close, and this one also got close at the end. But, I don't know, something about it, just, I was I was kind of mildly disinterested hmm. throughout it. Um, there that's were... interesting because, that's interesting because I would say that these are more middle ground, the last three. Mm-hmm. More middle ground Pixar movies rather than, you know we always talk about if they're skewed towards boys or girls and stuff like oh, that. Oh, gotcha, and I think yeah, Pixar's yeah. done a really good job of Making movies for everybody. Making movies for everyone being yeah. very middle ground. But, you know, with Onward, right? It was about, like, two brothers. Like That was very much a boy movie. You know what movie. I mean? Like, yeah. more of a boy movie, I, I would say. I definitely feel like the most... You if know? I had to, like, tilt the lever one way or the other, I do feel like recently it's been more boy-oriented just because, mm-hmm. you know, soul, like, jazz is kind... I don't know. Like, I just don't... Like, you don't, like, see a lot of, like, jazz musicians being... You know, female driven. They're they're mm. singers, but not necessarily right. like for getting music. Of course, two brothers. You know, their dad and kind of the the mythical arts type stuff is going to be uh, Dungeons and Dragons kind yeah. of thing. Right? And this, I don't I, just because I guess it is two boys. Um, there's been a lot of talk about you know this being an allegory for something. I do think I do think it was like very abruptly heavy handed at the end of the movie, um, in a way that Pixar movies normally aren't. Uh, I thought voice acting was good. It looked gorgeous because that's what we expect from Pixar. But story wise, I just it, it felt very fluffy to me. And mm. if I'm it going didn't into have a, as much of a message as I feel like I'm used to Pixar movies. Oh, see, I, I think it had very much had a message, but I think they just they just basically like Mr. Fuji f- salt threw it in your face at the very very last minute about it. Mm. Um, but but f- up to that point, it felt very fluffy and very innocent, but very meaningless. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm watching a Pixar movie, I normally feel like some gravitas. Didn't get that with this. Um, so I would definitely put it in the bottom half. I actually want to make a Pixar list. Uh, I oh, think I could do that. I'm only missing two Pixar movies I've never seen. Good Dinosaur. Well, three from beginning on. I've never seen The Good Dinosaur, Cars and, 3. And Monsters. And I've never personally seen Monsters, Inc. Inc. From beginning to end. I've seen oh. most of it uh, through TV and bits and pieces. But from beginning I've never actually seen it. So, I've um, seen all of them. I believe so. We'll do that. Uh, maybe we'll try to knock that out at some point this year. We'll see what's uh, what's happening. That'd be great. Uh, but all those good movies and enjoyment aside, let's get into my nominated movie because it is post July Fourth, which means it is post Big Willy Weekend. Happy Big Willy Weekend, everybody! We watched uh, the 1999 famed box office bomb, Wild Wild West. Here's my proposal for reading the back of the box. We don't have, like, an every 50-episode challenge. We still keep track of who messes up. And we set a predetermined number. Whoever reaches that number first loses 
and the other person gets to pick a film franchise of their choosing to watch. And the number I was thinking was 20. Is that fair? Do you agree? If not, we don't have to do it. We can just read the back of the box and it's fine. Totally up to you. But we don't tell each other the movie franchise that's on the hook for it. It's just kind of out in the... It just, you know, could be anything? Yeah, it, it's not like we've been doing where the fucking buy six movies. It's something we own. It could be something we don't own. Any movie franchise you want. The intention not being that you're forcing somebody to watch something bad, though. Like, I would probably nominate something I'm just dying to talk about on the podcast. Oh, cool. Though. I would nominate probably, like, Lord of the Rings. Sure. I mean, you don't have to tell me that. I was probably going to make like Batman or... Fucking or Harry Potter. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll keep doing this until, you know, it Hang resets. On, one second. One, two, three, four, five. Are you counting how many we actually nine, had nine, in the last 50? 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. No, I'm seeing who got to 21st. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, it was going to be 15, you. 14, you 14, lost. 16, 17, 18. You had 18 and I had 20. It took about 25 movies for us to do that. So do you want to make it like 25? Mm. Or we could really stretch this out. It's up to you. I don't know. We need to set it up now. Also, I don't know. Sure? Okay. So we'll do, uh, let's do 25. First of 25 errors. All right. Who technically would read this box? Hang on. I got it. Now I got to just like redo all my stuff. Because this is also, you know, this is part of the fun of the podcast. Like, I, I was like, I'm a little sad that like we're just going to read the box and, you know, like we keep it going. So am I reading it or are you reading it? What was the last movie that we did? Because uh, we did them out of order. No, but we, we read so, the boxes out of order, so I don't know whose turn it we is. Still, we still ended up... Well, it's not going to matter, because we're going to fucking... Well, we're even. Goodfellas, I believe I read. You read Goodfellas, and I read Lilo and Stitch. I just don't know that who's going to read this next So I, I'll, I'll just read it. This is my idea. I'll read it. Fuck it. I'll read it. Uh, Wild Wild West. Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Kenneth Branagh, Salma Hayek. His name is Kenneth Branagh. I'm aware. A knockout. Will Smith and Kevin Klein are hilarious. I almost read that like uh, Dave Chappelle's kid. <laughs> Kevin Klein is hilarious. Dante. Nope, that's Dennis. That's one for me. <laughs> Dennis Cunningham, CBS TV. If you think special government agent James West is fast with a six shooter, wait till he lays a quip on you. Mega hit star Will Smith plays West, reuniting with Men in Black director Barry Sonnenfeld in an effects-loaded, shoot-from-the-lip spectacular. Kevin Klein plays fellow agent and crackerjack inventor Artemis Gordon, teamed with West in a daring assignment. Stop legless Dr. Arliss Loveless, Kenneth Branagh, in his diabolical plot for a disunited States of America. Salma Hayek is mysterious adventurous Rita Escobar, and all manner of geared 1860s gadget from... Gadgets, that's two. Uh-huh. From belt buckle derringers to surprise packed billiard balls to a walking eight story steam and steel tarantula help make Wild Wild West a wow, wow West. <laughs> that sucks. That's two. It's two for me right out of the gate. Woo! All right, I'm liking this. I'm glad we did this. But I somehow said stop legless Dr. Arliss Loveless. I don't know how you did that. That would have fucked me up. That's for sure. So. Uh, I mentioned when I nominated this versus Speed Racer, another very, very famous summer uh, blockbuster not bomb, that I've never seen this movie before. Which is funny because I was, without question, so fucking amped for this movie in the year 1999. I 
got the soundtrack right away, uh, which is hilarious because the soundtrack is nowhere present in this movie except the final credits. It's at the end, yeah. Uh, and I'm really torn about which of the two threes. Obviously, this podcast started with the, the song Wild Wild West. The final song will probably be by Lamos by Enrique Iglesias, the other famous song from the soundtrack. Although I really want to do Bad Guys Always Die by Dr. Dre and uh, Eminem because I just fucking love that song. And it's so crazy that that song exists. But um, had the soundtrack. The Burger King toys and the tie-ins. You best believe I had me some Will Smith sunglasses that I thought were the coolest fucking things of all time. I've seen you in pictures. They were... No, no, I didn't have them. No, there's no way you saw me in pictures. I I wore them for like a few months. I was like, oh wait, no one's wearing $2 Burger King sunglasses all the time? I've definitely seen you wearing them in like freshman year college No, I did not. (laughs) They didn't make it to fucking seventh grade. You asshole. Um... (laughs) But just didn't go see much in 1999. I want to do this real quick. I, I know we're like 20 minutes in. Actually, I'm going to save it. So here's what I'm going to do. Once we're done talking about the movie, <sighs> I have the, the domestic box office pulled up for the year, 1999. And I'm going to go over which films I actually saw in theaters. Because the list is fucking disgusting and hilarious. I just didn't see movies in theaters in 99. This was uh, in the summer. Every summer, we left Florida to visit family in Ohio for like the entire year. This particular year was the second time we had done it, and we were still staying at uh, our family friend, who was my former principal, um, her house. And we just, I, I don't know why we just didn't go to the movies that much. And if we did, we went to movies that all three of us wanted to go see. And, and you sat in between them. I sat in between my parents, and we've been over on this podcast many times before. My parents, dog shit tasting movies I had to go sit through. So uh, we will go over that list. Uh, please remind me at the end of the podcast. How was that Vantage Point movie? Wait, stop. <laughs> Rewind that. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. Um, so so I, I did see this in theaters. You saw this in theaters. Oh, I, 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 I meant to ask camp. you. I, I was going to ask you when this started. It's like, have you seen this before? It but I thought you had camp. Oh, okay. Fair, 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 fair. I think I probably saw this with so, Carly. So this is like the second time you've seen this? Because I, I refuse to believe you've seen this I'm more sure than I've one. seen it. I'm sure I've seen it. Well, because I don't... It's such I'm a, sure it's been on TV. It's such a big bomb. Look. That I right. don't ever remember, like, even passing this in a guide somewhere. So do you know why I was laughing? So I, I was laughing a lot before before we started recording. I was talking to one of my... One of my very, very good friends. Somebody I adore greatly. Your former boss, my Kevin. My former boss, Kevin. And um, I Who, told... I know where you're going with this, so never mind. I'll let you say it. What? Oh, you're going to talk about his connection to Will Smith. Well, so, um, one of my other very good friends, a former co-worker, Juan, mm-hmm. uh, Juan, Kevin, and I, we have our own group chat, for, aside from everybody else we used to work with, everything, just about movies, because we like to talk about all kinds of movies, and, and also we like to talk about socio-economic, political things that no one else really wants to talk to us about, yeah. so we talk about that stuff, but something that... that you know, one and I like to talk about is Kevin's love for movies. And, you know, Kevin thinks that the greatest film actor of our time is Will Smith. Yes. And he thinks that one of the best movies ever is Wild Wild West. Oh, God, I did not know this. No, no, I think that oh. I made that up. No, no. <laughs> okay. No, he said that Will Smith is one of the greatest actors ever. I knew that part, yes. Right, and so we talked about, oh, yeah, Will Smith... And and he he was like oh yeah like the pursuit of happiness which is a, a great movie I'm sure we'll get to it 
Oh, we do his, not own that movie. His performance in it. Well, I'm sure that we'll get it. I own Wild Wild West, but I own Blue and Happiness. Cool. I see how well, you... Well, because I got this at sure. a $5 bin. I was like, I've never seen Wild Wild West before. This will be fun one day. Cool. You know? And it wasn't. And, it was not we fun. Like, oh, and what about Wild Wild West? Like, and we just went through like all like the dog shit movies that he was in. Yeah, but, he you might... Know, he, like, Will Smith is such an enigma to me because he is... I mean, Big Willie Weekend exists for a reason. He's so charismatic. In, in Kevin's defense. And he's so great. In Kevin's defense, he said he was the greatest uh, like actor of all of our generation. He ever said he was the greatest decision maker of our yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he did this movie instead of The, the Matrix. Matrix. And he's gone on record saying it's the biggest mistake, which I don't want to see. It worked out fine. Do I you cannot... think Keanu Reeves ever said thank you? I think Keanu Reeves like, literally sent him like a fruitcake for Christmas every year. Uh, that's just because Keanu Reeves is the nicest person of all He's time. He's so nice. It's crazy that we're doing this today because uh, this week's episode of The Rewatchables um, was about Bo- Boys in the Hood, and it was mentioned that another very famous Will Smith movie he turned down was Boys in the Hood, and that went to Cuba Gooding Jr. instead. And he he just he kept doing The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air instead. And it's like, okay, so he could have been in like literally one of the most seminal African-American movies of all time at such an early age before he did any of the comedy stuff. Same thing with this, same thing with Django. There's a couple other ones. But, like, even still, like, I wouldn't change his resume at all because it tells an incredible it, story. It tells such a great story. And, and I mean, I think that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did, did so much. Of course. Like, if, so yeah. much. And I think that... He does Boys in the Hood before he does the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I don't, his career is... I, don't, I think it's just Also, unbalanced. Boys in the Hood is not, like, you can't put... Because at that point, Will Smith, in 1990, 1991, he was the first Grammy-winning hip-hop artist. Yeah. But that still had a stigma with it because it was like, parents just don't understand, right. colorful, right. It fat was... boys, like, style music. He couldn't be in fucking Boys in the Hood. Like, he like, just couldn't. Yeah, I think it would have really made it unbalanced, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have led him to a lot of the things that he did. I know, like, he did, I mean, also, Bad Boys. Well, th- that's his first. The I mean, comedy that's infused in that so just is it it's incredible i mean the action comedy the action and the comedy the action comedy genre really flourished because of him because of him independence day oh don't even get me started like you figure his it started in bit roles he was in made in america which is the uh ted danson sperm donor Whoopi goldberg movie and then which i love that movie oh yeah i think he was the gay friend in that or i know he was a gay character in six degrees of separation and then he rattled off bad boys uh independence day men in black i mean um enemy of the states like That's when he started back to getting... back to back to back to back. And he very purposely picked his roles. And this, at the time it came out, was adjusted for inflation, the highest budget on a movie ever. He's coming off of three or four of the biggest hits ever. Yeah. Him is the centerpiece of it. Big summer movie off of a intellectual property, one of the, uh, the, the most popular shows from the 60s. Um, trying to reinvigorate like the Western genre as well, starting a franchise. And like... It was just made by crazy people, which we'll get to, and it just sucks. Uh, I love looking at the trivia for this movie. I I have to read some of the trivia for the movie. We already talked about the Matrix thing. Uh, When Will Smith asked his mother what she thought of the movie, her quote was, you've done better, baby. I know. Uh, The only reason this movie made as much money, so this movie still made $120 million. Like, 
for this movie to be a bomb and still make $120 million, it shows you like the expectations that it carried, what he was, and also how much it cost to make. But the movie, some people think, only made as much money as it did because uh, unaccompanied children under the age of 17 were purchasing tickets for this to go watch South Park. Yeah. <laughs> so on, it's honestly attributed to that. Uh, there was a ton of reshoots because the original movie was not funny. I have no idea what they put in the movie then because besides a couple chuckles, there are not a lot of laughs here. Um, it won several Razzies. Robert Conrad, who was very famous, the original James West from the show, was very adamant against this movie, turned down a cameo for it. Seems like maybe it was possibly because he didn't like the fact that Wilson was black, but I know that's 100%, so don't worry about it. Um, like, went and showed up and accepted the Razzies for the movie, and Will Smith would, like, apologize for him because of how embarrassing the movie was. Um, like, yeah, it's just, it's just a fucking mess. It's, it's bonkers. Man, he's got the weirdest fucking filmography. Who? Will Smith. He really doesn't. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Recently, he does. Yeah, yes. Recently. Recently, well, I don't know what's happened. Well, from Wild Wild West, right? Then, like, the next big thing he went to Men was... Men in Black 2, probably? Uh, Ali. Oh, Ali. So, so he so, and so he rebounds with an, an Oscar nomination. Right. Ali, then Men in Black 2. Yeah. Then Bad Boys 2. Right. Another then big hit. iRobot. Another big hit. Shark Tale. Another big hit. Hitch. One Pursuit of the biggest of romantic ha- comedies of all time. Another Oscar Pursuit nomination. Happiness. I am Legend. Hancock. Seven pounds. So seven pounds is where Men in we Black go. Three. No, Men in Black Three is performance. Men in Black Three. Don't even. Oh, it's a great performance, but it's, and it still is a blockbuster. But you know, After Earth. Another notorious Razzie uh, film, and that's uh, also the hubris part of it. Uh, yeah. Then we're getting into focus? like yeah. Then we're getting into like Concussion, smaller movies. Suicide Squad. Collateral Beauty, Bright. Yeah, uh, then it starts getting weird. Aladdin. That dumbass angling movie. Gemini up. Man. Yep, that's the one. Spies <laughs> in Disguise, Bad Boys for Life. The biggest then, hit of 2020. And then the Joyner Lucas uh, Will Smith Will video. And also, I believe this year he has uh, the Williams Sisters movie coming out where he's playing the Williams Sisters uh, father. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's playing the Williams sister. <laughs> he's playing Venus Williams. And I was going Kevin Klein's going to be Serena Williams just because he likes fake like boobs. Like Jack and Jill. Like, I, I oh, like I'd be, I would fuck like, with a Will Smith Jack and Jill. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, um, he's, yeah, oh, he's um, doing planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, with Bright who? 2, you know, Bad Boys 4. Who is he remaking that movie the with? The Council, King Richard. I have a guess and it scares me. Brilliance. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. I have a guess and I don't, Let's I'm see. scared. There is uh It's probably not like a cast no or anything. information. Uh, that's probably a project that's been bounced around. This, anyway, uh, we're 30 minutes and we haven't talked about the actual movie yet. I think that um, that's Which fine. is purposeful. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Uh, I will say, up till like the first 20 minutes, mm-hmm. I was sitting here and I was like, this isn't that bad. I'm like, it's kind so, of boring. Right, so, so the beginning, it's just like, it's... Sets up that you're in the like it just sets up this you're, weird because like the movie opens with this guy getting chased through the cornfields with this metal thing on his neck. You're lulled into you a don't false know sense. What's what also opens with I don't know if the opening credits were supposed to be an homage to the opening credits of the television show, but like, what the fuck is this? It's just showing me clips from the movie I'm about to watch. Yeah. It was very very odd. 
But but then yeah, but then yeah, you just it it but just the first scene. I could see why Will Smith picked this over the Matrix. Like you're gonna pick this super intellectual could totally have been a swing and a miss sci-fi movie mm. from the Wachowskis who really didn't have much of a pedigree. Or you're gonna do yet. Well, yeah. Well, they, they were from the Matrix. Or you're gonna do the movie with the and guy Sense8. that. Sense Are you gonna do the, the movie with the guy that you know and love, who did Men in Black, where you're the star, where you got all the merchandise? In the first scene, you get to you get to have a cowboy hat yeah, hanging off your dick. wang because you have a big dick. Yeah, big. Making out with a big around. titty woman in an 1860 whirlpool. Like I get it. I mean, yeah, I can see. And he's the being appeal. himself. Like I, I get it. I can see the appeal. I, I mean, there was also very dangerously, like, kind of like Jamie Foxx and Django Unchained. Like, I felt like I saw Will Smith's beanbag in this <laughs> for like way too long. Early part of this movie, I'm like, that's just Will Smith's hairy sack. What the fuck? <laughs> no wonder this movie bombed. Uh, it just lacked an oomph to it, right? Like, it didn't necessarily have an oomph. It just was okay. This is this is Men in Black in the desert, <laughs> you know. But all of a sudden, and I don't want to like directly put it on Kevin Klein. I, I did not like Kevin Klein in this movie. It is going to be a... Tell me what you've liked Kevin Klein in. Fish Called Wanda. He won a fucking Academy Award for it, and I think he's, he gives one of the greatest comedic performances of all time. Okay, besides a Fish Called In and Wanda. Out. He's, a, again, Academy Award-nominated performer, and despite the fact that, that movie probably hasn't aged well... Yeah, it probably hasn't, but he, I did like that movie a lot when it came out. He's, I, I think Kevin Klein's a very talented actor. He is. It's very obvious, and I believe one of the quotes I read about this movie was that he felt like this movie was beneath him. Yes. And you definitely you feel tell. it in the movie. You, you can definitely could, tell. You could tell that he... That's that. it. He is part of a three-horse race for this LVP, which we will get to later on. But once he gets involved... <laughs> what, do you have him as the LVP sh- for no, sure? No, I don't, but... Oh, you have somebody... I mean, it's got to be one of the other two people you're going to talk about. Because there are three sure-fired... It hurts my heart, but... ...awful performances in this. Um, but, like, once he gets involved, and you see that him and Will Smith really lack any sort of chemistry with one no another... No chemistry at whatsoever. all. Whatsoever. I don't really know why, because... I feel like they're both really charismatic people, they, but but they, they both have to be the alpha. I feel like in this in the comedy, like they both have to be the person that is. I, I, okay, I can see that. That is driving it all, and they're just not connecting with one but another. But I feel like, but also I, they're giving Kevin Klein like karate I, bits to do. I don't and think fake that titties. that's necessarily true because like Martin Lawrence and Will Smith weren't like that. Different. How Dif- different because energy? I well because Martin Lawrence is fine being the butt of the joke. Martin Lawrence is fine being... Okay, Martin okay. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence can't... Martin Lawrence knows that he can't be Will Smith in stature. You know what I mean? Kevin Klein, for whatever reason, maybe because he's married to Phoebe Cates, just thinks that he can be Will Smith in stature. It's how I read the situation. And it just doesn't work. I guess that's a really good perspective. I think that's true. But... Okay. But All right. Okay. It, it just starts that. getting into this very juvenile, lowest common denominator form of comedy... With like, Kevin Klein just permanently being in, in drag. In drag. Like, I'm like, you could tell it's 1999 with the drag dressing and the typical black slave talk. Yeah, I was going to say, I contemplated about how I felt race was handled in this movie. Because I was like, you know, it's a very progressive idea that Will Smith is in here and nobody mentions it. And then right away he punches somebody, cutting them off before they finish saying the N-word. And then it's constantly brought up and I'm like, oh, well, never mind. We're not going to handle this. With any way, but just to right. point it out and not make a, a good commentary right. about it. Like, like don't don't make a historical thing about it. I know that there were black cowboys. Sure, like, I'm sure. And 
I don't know. And like, Will Smith stood in Django just to make up for this movie. Right, exactly. You know the reason why he didn't... Have you heard the story why he no. decided... So that was who Tarantino wanted. He wanted Will Smith. And Will Smith was going to do it, but he read the script and was like, Django's not the main character. King Schultz is the main character. And Tarantino was like... No. Okay. <laughs> so they got Jamie Foxx. He was... Jamie Foxx was the backup. Which is like... How do you misread that situation? I get... And again, I think that kind of plays into like what I'm thinking about him and Klein is so Django doesn't necessarily have like the, the biting uh, like Django doesn't have the Christoph Waltz right. dialogue. Django right. is a, a, an uneducated slave in the movie. Right, but he but, carries the emotional weight. Yeah, but he's still fucking shaft basically by the end yeah, of the movie yeah, yeah. and is fucking incredible. Um, it is one, maybe one of my biggest what ifs though, because I don't necessarily like Jamie Foxx and Django and I think Will Smith would have fucking crushed it. Um, well, we'll talk about that when we talk about that. But yeah, then it just gets, so between, between juvenile humor. Yeah. Between. Gratuitous shots. Some of the most, and look. Look, look. I'm an American white male. I'm not. I'm an American white female. I like a good set of cans as much as the next person. I like to see people's butts. This is some of the most gratuitous... Like, unnecessary. Like, it does nothing to enhance anything. Except this is going to get people to wake up from this dog shit movie we're making. Yeah. Uh, By the way, add Selma Hayek to my list. (laughs) Uh, You don't have to put a timestamp on that, because she's like 58 years old, and she still looks amazing. She is so beautiful. Uh, Yeah, it's just... And that's not even just her. So, of course, she's, like, the most prevalent female in the movie. And she's in, like, a corset. But before that, you have Bai Ling, who just is the most... It might be the most gratuitous shot. And that's saying something in movie history. In a PG-13 movie. she's pushing the thing up and sitting with her thong. She sits on a desk, and they literally set the camera up, like, eight inches away from her ass crack Mm -hmm, on the desk. mm -hmm. Um... And then, of course, later on, Selma Hayek is wearing Will Smith's pajamas, and she turns around to leave, and the, the, there's like the, the, the flap in the back that's open. You get two shots of that, uh, which is what this movie needed was, well, Selma Hayek's butt, yes, but this movie also needed the two protagonists to be, you know, bickering back and forth, continuing their lack of total chemistry with one another. Their one-upmanship. Yes, that's the phrase I'm looking for. To fight for the affection yeah, of yeah. the... The, the beautiful foreigner. Yep. And then um, it had to, of course, because it's 1999, have scenes where uh, two men are talking and some a third man misconstrues their conversation man. and thinks that they're gay. Like, it's so passe. Did I think it was passe in 1999? I don't know. Probably not. But 1999 was what? How long ago? 1999 was a 23 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, 23 years ago. 9/11's anniversary is we 20 years from now. We would we've started high school 20 years ago. Who I just got a fucking the first migraine of my life. That sucks. <laughs> uh shout, he's not going to be any people. I want to shout out M Emmett Walsh, one of my favorite character actors. Uh, he's, the, just he's so the guy grumpy. from the jerk. He's fucking great. He's so grumpy. I, I love, love him. It. So this movie has an amazing cast. It does. It has that's I think probably my biggest Steve, about this movie. How do you have so many hard hitters and this is what happens? Here's how. John Peters, the executive producer of this movie, 
uh, and the only reason why I really, really wanted to watch this movie was to finally see it out fruition. Here's my brief John Peters story. John Peters was the hairdresser for Barbara Streisand in the 70s. Uh, and back then, that meant that eventually you get to become an executive producer on things like Batman. Uh, so he was the person that really got the uh, Tim Burton Batman movie made and become the biggest movie at that time, basically of all time. Really? Yes. Hmm. And from that, he acquired the rights to do Superman. And he was the one that wanted to do Superman. And Kevin Smith famously was signed on to write Superman. And I'm not going to do the story justice. Just go and look up Kevin Smith's evening story about his ordeal writing the Superman movie with John Peters where he went and asked him who was going to be Superman, and he wanted Sean Penn because he watched Dead Man Walking and saw the vicious eyes of a killer in his face and saw, that's our Superman. Uh, didn't know anything about Superman, but his insistence was for the Superman movie, number one, uh, I don't want to see him fly. Number two, I don't want to see him in that outfit. And number three, and the most famous of all, in the final act, he has to fight a giant spider. Uh, <laughs> which, again, very long story short, Kevin Smith wrote the movie, ultimately doesn't get made because when Tim Burton signs on with Nicolas Cage, they scrap the script, they want to do something else. John Peters is a crazy person. But Kevin Smith gets invited to the premiere of Wawa West a couple years later and sit there, sitting there remarking what a piece of shit this movie is. And then all of a sudden, there's a giant fucking spider. <laughs> and John Peters got yeah. his wish because John Peters grew up like many people back in the day idolizing the film King Kong and wanted this King Kong moment of this big animal creature. monster creature beast that, you know, is a historic movie moment. And so that's why the whole movie is set up as to like, why are these scientists disappearing? What is this Arliss Loveless's plan and plots? What is he doing? Oh, he's just making a giant mechanical spider? It, it, it's bizarre. It's so it's so bone bizarre. fucking headed that like I'm watching the movie and I know the spider's coming. I because I, I know the story and I I know the movie and I you know and I'm watching. I'm like, how the fuck did they get to the spider? Like his insignia is a spider for you know you sure. know because a tarantula is scary and they're in the old west and you know sure and then like then there's just a mechanical spider and I'm like. Why? Why did he have to? But there, but why did there's he have to no kidnap? connection to like the South Wall because he needed people to make it. This is all. This is the wall. This what, is the Wild Wild West. Remember, he was ca he, he kidnapped like like physicists. He kidnapped metallurgists, chemists. Some of those. What does chemistry have to do with making a giant fucking spider? It shot flames and shit. How is that chemistry? You mix chemicals together and they shoot fire. You gotta make sure you don't blow up. God bless you for trying to salvage this, because I don't get it. Well, because you're an idiot. No, I'm not. I'm a person that watched Wild Wild West, which it's means I'm an idiot. Thing. I nominated Wild same Wild West. Thing. makes me an idiot. Same thing. Um, is there anything you liked about the movie? Man, let me see. Hmm. There are a few chuckles, which you're naturally going to get, of which course. is Will Smith being himself. Sure. There's a lot of eye rolls. A lot of eye rolls. My, I, I think. And then the favorite, plot is worthless. Yeah, it's worthless. I think I liked the part where, uh, that there were the virtually impossible positioning of all of those men in the paintings. Oh, I hated that. And he shoots them all, and then they all fall, and then the one falls from the ceiling. 
I thought that that was utterly absurd. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, and wait, there's somebody behind him the whole time? And then he leaves the scene. There's all these dead people. And there's like all these silhouettes out of the picture. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, it was bizarre. Like, I just think that this movie did a good job of getting more and more bizarre. Like, because that happened pretty early on. It's the well, it's the it first scene like the where you meet love. It's about half an hour. Yeah, in. it kind of happened early yeah. on in the, in in the action yeah. plot thing. Um, here's here's what I I I like the and then I liked Will Smith and Drag. Oh, okay. Hold on, I'm not there yet. No, I hated Will Smith. And yeah, okay. I was gonna say, <laughs> how the fuck? like, you know what's coming. I didn't like any from the very first scene where Kevin Klein oh, and Will Smith are on a train together. Oh, I don't wear a costume. Oh, I don't like guns. Gee, I wonder what's gonna happen. You it's, know what I mean? It's the, it's the, uh, it's it's the trope. The, you know, the crisscross trope. I don't know what trope. <laughs> My brain hurts so bad. They're gonna make Kevin Klein and Will Smith gonna make you jump. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, So the budget of the movie, as we talked about, was one of the largest. Was the largest basically for its time, adjusted for inflation. Then why the fuck does this movie have some of the worst green screen I have ever Ever. seen? Because in nineteen ninety nine, no, it doesn't matter. Like I have seen better green screen. Way before that. Like, it's not hard to do. Like, a green screen, even just, like, fake driving a car can be okay. Yeah. Like, there's these shots of Will Smith and Kevin Smith in the... uh, Kevin Smith. They didn't have cars. Will Smith and Kevin Klein in the desert. They're just like, they're obviously not in the fucking desert. They're obviously in the soundstage. This is terrible. It, it, It... Specifically in the magnet scene. That magnet scene took forever. Where, hilariously, they're getting stuck to each other's genitals... And they're trying to like, av- and they fall in like this big ravine of poop or you, mud you or something. Laughed at that. No, I laughed at you. Laughed. No, you <laughs> laughed at that. How dare you? That was you. Man, he sneezed and it was like all of the shit went all over Kevin Klein. It was just funny. How dare you? I thought that was funny. Um. Yeah. Of course. Because Will that's Smith something Greg. I would do to you. <laughs> my my. We talked about the Will Smith and drag as part of the climax. My problem was that, you know, they're trying to save the president, which means, which, by the way, the president is also played by Kevin Klein because God knows we got to get Kevin Klein double pay. Triple pay, technically. I, I don't know what Ulysses S. Grant is supposed to look or sound like, but I'm just guessing that's not it. Um, he didn't look anything like the guy on the $50 bill, I'll tell you what. I've seen a lot of those. He didn't look nothing like it. So, so. I'll tell you why, he was too thin. They got to. Say he's to save the president, save his friend, save the girl, save America, because the whole time Loveless is just planning on breaking down the 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 country into this new uh, this new nation with all the other foreign countries taking over the parts, and he takes the time to get in drag, and nobody's questioning this. No, nobody's questioning this weird belly dancer who came who out of nowhere to interrupt nowhere. these proceedings and is just putting on a show and he's like salivating over her in the middle of the auditorium and also he and from the from the nose up mysteriously looks like the only other person that could potentially because stop because he's black he's the only black he's, guy in the whole fucking thing he's the only black guy uh, apparently in the whole movie in the country at in this the point. whole wild wild west he's the only black guy they literally like slavery is over and everyone's been giving 40 acres and a mule. 
But Will Smith is the sole African American in the entire landscape. And they're in the South of the country. Oh well, not real. Is was Utah? No, they're in the North, I guess. Well, I they guess. kind of they started like in West Virginia, oh, yeah, they went like to North New Carolina. Orleans. How do they wait? Hold on, this isn't a span of a week. <laughs> they get, the train doesn't the go train. that. That train did not move. Look, why are we? Why are we doing this? John Henry laid down the track. I've been watching too much things with Jillian. Yeah, time out. Because this massive now, gaping plot hole uh, is avoiding the massive gaping plot hole I was building up to. Will Smith took the time to do his fucking nails! <laughs> you were so angry when you noticed his that. His painted nails! Come on! Quick dry. They had that, right? I'm not even talking about them being dry! I'm talking, oh God, talking <laughs> oh about Beetlejuice. I'm talking about the fact that he went to those lengths, and it's a pressing matter of time. Also, who knows how long he was passed out because Kevin Klein's stupid Scott Steiner chainmail vest that saved his life knocked him out for some time. God, I have fucking hiccups about Wild Wild West. This and is the so worst. you're telling me that these guys, speaking of this bulletproof vest, these two dumbass imbeciles created flight. Created bulletproof Well, no, hold on. Vests. Artemis Gordon's character, he's not a dumbass. Look at all the inventions and stuff that he has. Like, you can't call him a dumbass. But, yes. Bubbling fuck, idiot! Sorry. Fuck the Wright brothers. Yeah. There's one more thing they gotta take from Ohio. <laughs> Ohio fuck the Wright brothers. Enough. Kevin Klein invented flight. Yeah, they invented flight and bulletproof vests and the Secret Service. Even though... Let me get on my soapbox. The Secret Service was first created to counterfeit, to, to combat counterfeit currency, not to protect the president. What were they doing? Going around? There was, nobody had any money in this. I don't even know. But still, if you look per capita at like how many uh, presidents were assassinated before the Secret Service and after the Secret Service, I think it kind of works. If, if, it's the same. If Ab- probably, I don't know. <laughs> if Abraham Lincoln had Secret Service, maybe we got to finish that play. <laughs> No! <laughs> or maybe Kenneth Branagh wouldn't shut... That's the only legitimate laugh this movie got out of me is Arliss Loveless's character uh, first appear, appears, shoots out of an exploding Lincoln head. Yeah. And then he opens his fucking mouth and it's like, well, <laughs> never mind. Um, um, but they were originally created to combat counterfeit currency and that's why we still send counterfeit currency to the U.S. Secret Service. It's correct. still part of their job. Well, now you just tipped so- off all the counterfeiters. That listen to our show. I'm sure there's several. <laughs> if you if your counterfeit money makes it to a bank, the bank sends it to the U.S. Secret Service. If the bank so, catches it. Well, the bank should catch it. If you they came don't to my always bank, catch it. If you came to my bank, I'd catch that shit. It's real obvious. I don't work in retail anymore, so I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, the climax begins, and then it's it's the climax. Cool. Is yeah, basically. So the so Arliss Lovis' entire time has like women as like his goons. One of them is a lip reader. One of them does nothing. The other what? one Which, definitely doesn't do anything. Like, why did he have to have a lip reader? So she could read lips from afar. So well, he knew what was going on. Uh, the women just get thrown off, like, from high distances. They have less development. Uh, there's more development are in their... Are they Russian? I don't know. There's more development in their bosoms than there foreign. are in their characters. They were foreign. But because of that... The, the 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 writers were like, oh well, fuck! Like we can't just have Kevin Klein and Will Smith just punching and beating up women, so they literally just create 
four of the most random goon henchmen I've ever seen in my entire life. There's a guy with fucking swords for hands. There's a guy who has a fucking metal head. There's a guy, uh, who's the other guy? There's a, there's a sword guy, there's a knife guy, there's a we'll metal guy. Oh, nasty teeth guy. The guy who looked like he was on meth. Yes, yeah, the Breaking Bad dude. Um, <laughs> which leads up to every bad movie has to have like that one line where it's like, well, fuck all this. No more Mr. Knife Guy. And then Will Smith kicks the knife guy out of the spider. No more Mr. Knife Guy. The whole, the, the whole, that whole scene was made just so Will Smith and Kevin Kline didn't have to beat up women. That's literally the only reason why they did that scene. Because the whole movie, you don't build them in it. The only other henchman that gets built up, besides uh, Bloodbath McGrath, who was killed much earlier, is the, the Native American guy. Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is the Native American character who just gets stabbed on the top of a train like 40 minutes prior. Um, the, climax is, the climax is whatever. Uh, they save the day. Then Rita, the, for whatever reason, I, I mean, I get probably the reasoning why she was using her feminine prowess to convince, to like, you know, convince these two men to help her save her quote-unquote father end up just being her husband so she has no interest in the two of them. Even though she literally makes out with Will Smith on the train prior. Correct? Don't, do they not kiss? They did. An open mouth kiss? They did. Uh, so and, if you ever did that, I would chop your dick off. But, but what if I was doing it to save you? Like I was like I had to kiss. You could still save me, but I'd still t- chop off your I dick. I just would never tell you. Um, and then, I would know. And then they have control of the spider. You wouldn't it. be able to stop. My last two notes, like I, I can tell the movie's over. I'm like, they better play the goddamn song. And my next note is, they play the goddamn song. <laughs> the whole time, I just want to hear Wild Wild West. Which is like, which... Men in Black is to The Godfather what Wild Wild West is to The Godfather Part 3. Uh, it, I haven't seen them, so I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, The Godfather about. is the greatest movie probably ever made, and The Godfather 3 is the it's third... It's shit. It's not shit, but it's like... This is why it's a perfect analogy. Like, it's not shit, but it's like, man, it's not The Godfather, you know? Sure, okay. Uh, also, basically, it's just because it's Drew Hill, Cisco. Um, I know... I'm just... I'm blaming him for why it's not that great because Man in Black you just have Will Smith doing his thing also I thought you were saying that Cisco Drew Hill was in Godfather Part oh <laughs> no that's Sofia Coppola but now <laughs> but now I want to just fantasy book Cisco in the Godfather Part 3 and Sofia Coppola singing the thong song um also Men in Black the song isn't like Will Smith just like going over his character in the story it's just a rap song that happens to be called Men in Black Kind of. Yeah, I'm not going to sing the whole Men in Black song. But this is like, I feel like he's just singing about what is going on the whole fucking time. I mean, I think Men in Black may, may also do that. Uh, and yeah, that's that's the movie. Uh, it progressively just wears you down and you just are left to feel with like, yeah, I see why people didn't like this or want to go see this. It's just, it's just not yeah. good. So don't, Blink, be what was there is now gone. Black suits with the black Ray-Bans on. Right, but he's... but th- that's... Walk in shadow, move in silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. I, I feel like that's more general than Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, though you don't want nada. Uh-huh. I'm not going to finish rapping. You have to pay for me to rap. Um, <laughs> Page... Patreon exclusive. Arcadeaudio.net slash. We might not get around to our okay. game series, but I'm just going to start singing. I'm just, every episode, I'm just going to sing something on Patreon. We should have Patreon. rap battle. We should have rap battles. No. Uh, who, can rap, who can rap better? I can rap more better. Shout out to Kurt Angle. Um, 
yeah, this movie is close. MVP and LVP. I have M- I have Will Smith written down f- as MVP. I mean, but <sighs> but about halfway through the movie, you can act. I feel like they've shot this movie in sequence, and like halfway through, you can just tell he's like, "Man, this is a turd." <laughs> like, why am I in this? I want a hard pitch Ted Levine for MVP, who played Blood ba- Blood Bath McGrath. Blah. Ignore the liquid that came out of his ear funnel. Is that? <laughs> why did you have to? Why did you have to say it out loud? When I put it like that, I, I get why it's gross. Oh uh, my god, I'm actually gonna throw up. Uh, Bloodbath McGrath is the 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 the, the backup villain uh, who's like. Oh my god. Lovell says, "Hey," <laughs> and he he has like an implant where it's like a. No, he. Half his face got blown off. Yeah. And his ear got blown off. So he yeah. has, um, back then, yeah. instead of a hearing aid, like they a, had like, it's like, like a, a... speaker a, amplifier, a it's like speaker horn amplifier. thing. It's like a... But it still has like, but he still has like, like head brain juice like leak out of it. And they fully <laughs> edit the sound. Wax. They fully edit like this. Well, but it was liquid. Yeah. Wax could be liquid, I guess. I guess it gets hot in there. I don't know. Fuck, this is gross as fuck. Um, so Ted Levine is most famous for being Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, equ- also gross. Equally gross and disturbing equally for, for totally different gross. reasons. Uh, I never realized like he just like talk like this is just how he talks. Uh, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. Hard. Another thing that Ohio had. Uh, what? He's from Ohio. <laughs> Great. We'll take him. Ted Levine. <laughs> We'll take uh you we'll take the uh you we'll give you a flight. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Oh, I almost take it. Uh I thought he was a really effective, creepy henchman. Ted Levine's just a great actor, and he just is solid in this. And I he was my favorite part of the movie. If ultimately we give it to Will Smith, I'm fine with it. I don't care either way. I think that they were both I think they both did good jobs. With their characters. Ted Levine was able to be creepy, disgusting, but almost sympathetic at a certain point, at near the end of the his end, thing. To the yeah. end, even though he really wasn't. Funny, like he was funny, like interacting with Kevin Klein when he was in drag, which is the only funny thing about Kevin Klein being in drag. I, I thought he did a great job. And also for being as famous of a villain as Buffalo Bill is, I could recognize that was the same guy, but it was totally different. Didn't think of Buffalo Bill at all once he started doing his thing. So that that's my pitch for MVP. It's okay. Ted Levine. We're going with it? Yeah. Sweet. Because I honestly don't feel like Will Smith deserves it for this. I mean, I still think that he was miles better than I thought he was going to be. He's definitely number two. Well, for me, he'd be number three because I just love M- Emmett Walsh. But um, he's definitely... I mean, I, Of I, the big stars, he's definitely the one that gets by... I mean, it, the most unscathed. Right. Well, because it was still he was playing a character that is super charismatic. Yeah, I was like, he's not playing character. He's being Will Smith. Well, yeah, exactly. But like the character called for somebody who was super charismatic, so he was himself. But I which feel is like super charismatic. I felt like the character necessitated something else besides just Will Smith charm because that character I felt like was supposed to have an edge to him because like he's always trigger happy. He's look out for revenge for his family, which gets shoehorned and pigeon pigeonholed in there 
like last minute. In like two yeah. Lines or yeah. Whatever. yeah. Um, and he didn't have that. It just it was just Will Smith doing his fucking thing. And I don't think he was able to carry a lot of emotional weight at this. point No, in no, his that's career. a good point as well. Yeah, because when he is bringing up that family stuff, it's it's just it, it, very it, hollow. Very hollow, especially compared to later performances of Will Smith. That oh, sure. Well, that we've already well, talked even, about even in the past. Of this like show. this, I mean, you figure this is six, seven years at post Fresh Prince. You know, oh my it's gosh, been memed to death, up. but you know, like. That Nuh-uh. that's amazing emotional acting in that scene. Well, you're right, exactly. Um, so, so he knows what he's doing. It right. just, he just doesn't do it here. Right. So I think that that does hurt him a bit yes. in this. I think right, so. so I Ted agree. Levine, the MVP of Wild Wild West. West. Uh, so LVP. Like I said, I have three candidates, but it seems like it's you have Kenneth somebody. Brown. It's Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> it's which which hurts my heart because I think he's oh, a fantastic. He's one actor. of the greatest like, Shakespearean actors probably who's ever lived, and he was an amazing Gilderoy Lockhart. The only person I think who could have brought that character. He's an amazing to life. Hercule Poirot. He's, he's an a... amazing director. I think he's, he's fantastic. Got it. He's so great. I don't know why he did this fucking movie. I thought you were starting to do his voice at first. And then when it ended, I was like, oh no, you didn't. But I still think you might be trying to do his voice. I'm I'm not sounding like him. From the first line, as soon as he shoots out of Abraham Lincoln's fucking skull, I'm like, oh no. I, I I think that was his first time hearing an American person speak. Because he's British. I think that's how all the British people think Americans speak. But it's not even the... Especially, like, like Civil War era. It's not even the, it's not even the accent. It's mainly it's the, the accent. It's the accents. Because they <laughs> change every five, seven no, minutes or so. No, no, He's so over the top. It's so distracting. It's very excessive. It's so not excessive. Not It's not, like, he doesn't... He's not foreboding or evil. And then he's not over the top and cartoonish. If he had played it like Alan Rickman in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, it would have been fucking perfect. Because Rickman understood, oh, this movie's fucking bonkers. I'm going to have fucking fun with it. And Rickman steals that movie. When we do that movie, Alan Rickman is like one of the greatest villain performances in that movie somehow again. Alan Rickman's going to get so many MVPs. Of course. Rest in peace. Yes. But Branagh, I, I don't... Get it. And it's so bad that it lets Kevin Klein off the hook because we talked about I felt he was woefully miscast. Not interesting, not funny, not good at all in either role. And also, Selma Hayek is also very bad in this movie. She would wind up becoming a good actress, but you figure this is still very early on in her career. She's like 32 in this. She's like younger than us in this movie. Mm. Um, if I ever look like Selma Hayek like that, number one, something has drastically gone wrong in my life, or maybe something has drastically gone right in my life. I don't know. She was but, 33. Yeah. 32. Um. Holy shit. Yeah. But she just is not, she, she was not given good direction on how to say her lines. She is just obviously she, she, memorized and reading. And I feel like she's trying to like hide her accent for some parts of this. And it just, it makes it even worse. She is bad in this movie. That said, it's Kenneth Branagh, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that sucks, because, yeah, like we, everything we talked about, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, is there anything else on the movie itself before we go through the year 1999 and, and wrap this baby up? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered all of my notes. So... 
I'm going to quickly go through the movies that I saw in theaters in the year 1999. This doesn't account for movies that I did not see in theaters. I eventually... Well, I'll quickly go through them, all right? Phantom Menace, saw in theaters. Toy Story 2, the last movie I saw of the millennium. Uh, as we went over in our Patreon episode, when we went over my movie tickets, patreon.com slash arcade audio. Uh, go uh, listen to my movie ticket uh, game episode from us a couple years ago. So I saw Phantom Menace in theaters. Toy Story 2 in theaters. Uh, Big Daddy, saw that in theaters. Runaway Bride, saw that in theaters. With your parents? Oh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, I've already passed The Mummy, The Matrix, and Austin Powers 2. And The Sixth Sense. I, I saw all of those in theaters. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, Double Jeopardy? Never saw. Uh, it's a good movie, actually. I don't know why my parents took me to an R-rated movie with Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones, but I liked it. Your dad was a big fan of Tommy Lee Jones. I'm a big fan of Ashley Judd. I added her to my list. Um, really? Back then, yeah. Uh, keep going, keep going. There's a big gap here. Uh, da, 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 da. Blue Streak. Shout out to Martin Lawrence again. Oh, wow. What else are you passing, though? Life. Oh, what have I passed? I probably have seen Oh, them. you know, nothing. Galaxy Quest, Any Given Sunday, uh, Inspector Gadget, American Pie, Analyze This. Oh, man. You know, nothing good. Oh, my God. Uh, Life. Again, Martin. man, my family loved Martin Lawrence movies in the year 1999. Is that all that came out in Ohio? <laughs> oh, you guys already lived in Florida. My bad. Uh, still, still, still rolling right along here. Uh, the next movie is Mickey Blue Eyes with Hugh Grant. The Hugh Grant Mafia movie. It made $33 million. Here's every movie that made more money than Mickey Blue Eyes in the year 1999 that I did not see in theaters. Man on the Moon, 8mm, Fight Club, 10 Things I Hate About You, Cruel Intentions. You didn't see any of those? The Hurricane. Well, also, you gotta remember, I was, what, fucking 12? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, South Park, Varsity Blues, uh, Never Been Kissed, Forces of Nature. I'm shocked we didn't go see those. Uh, She's All That. Hold on, I accidentally... Uh, no, get off of Forces of Nature. I don't want to learn about this fucking <laughs> shitty movie. Uh, Deuce Bigelow. Uh, Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, I, I know I, there's worse that are I coming up. I think I saw the Thomas Crown Affair in theaters with my grandparents. The Out of Towners. The oh. last Steve Martin uh, Goldie Hawn movie. That. That's definitely a movie you'd see with your parents. Yep. Still going on here. I know there's there's a couple other ones coming up here. Um, where's it? it's it's coming? I know it's coming. Oh, there it is. Muppets from Space. You did or did not? See did. I'm highlighting the movies I did see in theaters. I mean, I probably pushed that because the fucking Muppets are great. But um, those were all the movies I watched in theaters in the year 1999, and they did not take me to go see. Wild Sounds like Wild you Wild. have. Ha that you had a great childhood. You saw a lot of movies. Ohio's not entertaining. I don't remember what we were doing. Just like hanging out in an apartment, not seeing the family we were supposed to be visiting? I don't know. Uh, so, uh, after this is over, I, I two things. I want to get uh, a Wild Wild West action figure. I've added it to my list. I was looking for it when we were watching earlier and I ended up buying something else. And uh, number two, I'm going to get me a pair of fucking Wild Wild West sunglasses. And I'm going to rock them. I'm going to fuck. Okay. And do it. Freshman year mullet. <laughs> Last call for You're thoughts. You gonna grow your hair out again? Wild West. No, I was twelve. And what'd your hair look like? Short, because my mother liked it that way. <laughs> she didn't like those wings. No, no, I was forced to go fucking get a haircut every like, fucking six weeks or some shit. I don't know. 
score time. I nominated it. You scored first. Give me a score for Wild Wild West. Hot garbage. <laughs> That's not a number. I almost oh. allowed it. Oh. Um, I laughed once, I think. <laughs> I chuckled like two maybe or three twice. times. Maybe twice. Yeah, maybe twice. Some of the acting brought it up. The song at the end. What acting brought it up? Will Smith being Will Smith. Hmm. I'm going to give this movie a three. I was giving it a three as well. I, I juggled between three and three and a half. Yeah, me too. But I was like, no, nah, this is hot garbage. And I ultimately went with a three just because... It's hot garbage. Like, I have to at least appreciate the... Like, I give movies with this big of a budget a bit of a longer leash than the movies that suck that have, like, lower budgets. Because, like, there's a lot of effort that was put into this. <laughs> And, like, the production design is good, the costumes are good, the music is good. Like, you know, like, it gets, yeah. gets spruced up yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A three feels wa- right for Wild Wild West. Um, and now I can say, uh, 20, uh, 32 years later, I've seen it. No. Twenty. No, yeah, no. I can't do fucking math anymore. 23. Yeah, we, no, we, we already did this already. 22 32. years. 32. It's 30. No, well, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's 20. Yeah. It's 10 years younger than us. We've been talking about Wild West so much that we're now legally dumb. <laughs> so, we have a massive, massive schedule ahead of us. Uh, next week's episode will be our movie that we randomly drew out of the box, Can't Hardly Wait. So the talk of 6th, 7th, 8th grade, Chris and Samantha will be continuing because we're going to dig out our middle and high school yearbooks for Which that. Which we found already. Uh, and then we have our next guest star uh, movie with Justin Baker, Sorry to Bother You, and then our first uh, pick em off movie, with Bobby. Then we got Augie August starting. So we're already pretty booked. Then we got September, a lot of things going on. So the movie that Samantha's going to nominate, conceivably, we will not be watching until October. All right. That helped me, though. I hate, if you've listened to this show before, you know I suck at nominating movies. Yes, she does. It's one of my least favorite parts of this show. Because I hate having to, oh, this is an old schedule. I get rid of this. We've already watched all those. Um... I hate having to make decisions. You have nominated the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Flubber this year. <laughs> cool. So since this is going to be in October, I'm going to make this a little scary, I think. A little Perfect. scary here. Good. I have a, a, a small list here. I mean, mm-hmm. Don't look Don't look too quick. I, I want you to see them. Yeah. A small list of movies here like, that I want to remember to nominate that I'm pretty sure we own. I double-checked this list. Uh, one of the things that was added to the schedule in September is The Princess and the Frog, which we now own because Samantha accidentally nominated it years ago. And How did we not so own it? I thought we did. I don't know. Yeah, it's your fault. So I'm going to nominate Ma. Okay. And Night of the Creeps because I really want to make this hard for you. You bitch. And also because I think when this episode airs, we'll have guests in town. So In October? Mm-hmm. We can Charlie be here. Oh, but I can't do that without Andrew. Well, Andrew better get He'll his ass down here. me. Andrew better get his ass to Florida. I can't believe you just did that. Is the only other creepy kind of movie on... I mean, do, would you rather I've nominated Snatched? Why is that? I don't know, she's on my list. Uh, Goldie Hawn in the year 2018. Ah! <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck, I gotta pick Ma. All right. I have to, because... If I pick Night of the Creeps, and by the way, Rich is already breathing down my fucking neck saying like, oh, I want to be back on the show. Yeah, I know. We have I'm rules. Aware. We can't 
Piss off other people, Rich. We're on thin ice. Well, and also, I made the rules. I want to get through the people that should have already been on the show first before the people that have already been on the show. So I apologize. You'll be on the show when it's time for you to be on the show again. And when you're on the show, and when they are going to be on the show, we'll do Night of the Creeps together. You probably won't even be on that episode. Hey, no, um, wait, what? You, you don't get to share Night of the Creeps with my two best friends. They're my best friends. So, but now it's on the list, so here's what's going to happen. It could get picked off in the Pick em Off series. And then what are you going to do? Also, I just wanted to watch Ma, because your mom saw it and liked it, and I, that boggles my mind, so. And also, Ma my was... My mom's got a weird... My mom's got weird taste. Ma in was on a short... My short... Well, not my short list. My very, very long list, but it was upcoming in my nominations to watch, so... Ma will be uh My, my mom has got some weird ass taste in movies. She sure does. And but so do we. We just talk, we just literally just spent seventy minutes talking about Wild Wild West. And I will say I think it was a uh, an excellent episode. Given our source material, I'd say so. Yes. We tend to do better with the movies that suck because I just get mad and and then you almost throw up thinking about your. That was like it was so like, good. I it was like a greenish yellow. I think this may have been the third time I've seen this movie. But why did that just trigger you remember you've seen this prior? Well, I knew I know I, I'm I'm almost positive I saw this in, in All right. Theaters. Well you think about it while I do the fucking plug. <sighs> but I don't remember him doing that and he just turned it and then all the thing dripped out. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta let your ear <sighs> stuff drip out. <laughs> Uh, if you want to hear Samantha almost throw up again, again, patreon.com slash audio new series. Um, again, we got, everything's open and back up. We're seeing people. Life is good again where we can actually, like, go out in the world. So we are have less time to play games and, and do stuff. So the game movie series we're still going to try I mean, to it's do. it's coming. It's definitely. coming. But a new series that will be coming to uh, patreon.com slash oh audio is uh, Married with Podswoggle, where Samantha and I uh, challenged each other to uh, do... You probably don't even remember this. Uh, we're going to be doing the Royal Rumble drinking game with beer and candy over the course of however long it takes us to do whatever. And... Uh, we're doing all of them? No, we're not doing all of them. I, uh, I believe the agreement was we were going to do, like, ten of them or something over the course of I don't know how long. When did I agree to this? I have it on tape. And... Uh, Whoever has, was like, it the my most shots. idea? No, it was mine. You were basically half passed out, but I shook what? your hand on it. Uh, <laughs> so, Married with Podswoggle, uh, by now it should have aired uh, the first episode that we recorded on Father's Day. Which so was listen to the that. 2016 Royal Rumble because it's when you became a father. Correct. That was that your idea. That year. Yes. That was my idea. Yes. That was a good idea. This other yes. bullshit that you're talking about. Well, there's another. When the fuck did there's that an, happen? There's another movie on the line. So, whoever has the most drinks wins, quote unquote, and they'll get to pick a movie for the podcast. I'm winning, right? Uh, yes, you. that's why you don't remember this, is because you had more. <laughs> Candy and beer, I think, though. Yes, you, you did have more. Where, did you keep track? Did you write it it's down? It's recorded. I will handle it. Don't worry about it. I don't remember Get this, this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe as well. Facebook.com slash Married Movies, at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Let's know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. For Samantha, at JamWithYourSam on Instagram. Did I sign something? No, we shook hands, and we and you said, sure, did let's I, do it. Did, I, I took some doing, but I got you to agree to it. Did I use my right hand I, to shake? Yes. I don't think that's valid. I'll play it after this is done. My show, Box with Friends, uh... Most Thursdays, like when I'm recording this, I'm not going to do one tomorrow because I don't have that much to show off, which is a good thing. 
Um, for me. For you. Uh, and for me as well. And also good for me is my retro wrestling diary. Arcadeideo.net slash podbloggle. For um, all your wonderful old wrestling What jokes. year are you up to? 1994. I believe by the time wow. this airing, we, I just watched WrestleMania 10. One of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. I think, if I remember incorrectly, I'll find out. I'm going to watch it. I want Jillian to watch uh, two matches with me because they're two of the most important matches in wrestling history. And Jillian is super into wrestling right now. She's super into Andre the Giant. Girl. Well, he is dead by the time this, uh, that episode, that okay. show airs. So. Well, I'm not talking about that particular show. I'm just saying that in general, we've been watching Which, a lot of stuff. I, and Andre the Giant's been featured. And she made us get an Andre the Giant book from the library. And she wanted hmm. to read it. I just don't want her to be disappointed. I don't want her to sit down and walk she over to the and be thinking, I'm going to be like, he's she in is. the grave, kid. She is going to think that. Well, she's being a wrestling fan early. She's going to be disappointed. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Wow, wow. Oh, man. Not coming to Patreon. That rap thing we were talking about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Sucks. You have to laugh so hard. <laughs> I mean, that was really funny, though. Try it again. What was it? Wicked Wow Wow. Wicked Wow Wow. Wicked Wicked Wow Wow. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop before you do something you're going to regret. Oh, wait. I did uh, 14 years ago. You! Hold the heat stir. I already fight dirt. But I'm going to put 30 inside and leave early. Just when I went to fill him with hot lead I put the gun to his head and this is what he said You never met me, and you probably never see me again But I know you, the name's Slim You want revenge? Then don't shoot I'm in the same boots as you I'm telling the truth, I got a price on my head too When you act like a cowboy toward the sun When life ain't fun when you're on the run Got your gold and you got your gun Life has an outlaw just begun Got your shotgun by your side Got your horse and you got your ride. You ride till there ain't no place to hide. It's sad cause the bad guys always die. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.